0: Welcome to our podcast about living on the Lewy Body Roller Coaster, a podcast for Lewy Body Dementia patients and their families presented by Lewy Body Patients and Their Families.
1: You will hear firsthand the ups and downs and twists and turns of Lewy Body Dementia. From families directly affected, we'll share our support and experiences on all things Louie Body.
0: We're your hosts, Linda and Curry. I have a loved one with Lewy Body Dementia.
1: And I am living with Louie Body Dementia.
0: Let's get started. Welcome back, podcast family.
1: Yes, welcome back, y'all.
0: Just a quick shout out. We try to do this every now and then, maybe every every week, to just thank everybody for being patient and your support um, when we don't get a weekly episode off on time. We're going to try to be on time this week, though.
1: Yeah, so thank you all for being so patient and supportive of us. We sure appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and uh we just want to remind our listeners that we do this and share our stories with each other so those out there with Louie or seeking diagnosis and caregivers don't feel alone on their journey. Um so please feel free to share the podcast uh, link with your family and friends and your doctors. There's actually a QR code now in, on the We should put it on the announcements, actually, Curry. Mm -hmm. Um, It's on the both all three podcast pages, but it's a QR link. I was pretty proud of myself. I figured that out, and I thought it was all complicated, and it was like click, click, made. (laughs) But there's a QR code that you can scan, and it takes you right to the web page that has all the episodes uh, on there. So um, that should have been done a long time ago, but... As as our guest is going to tell you, and she can attest to, that I still don't know how to push all the buttons to get this podcast started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to remind you all that if you'd like to be a guest and share your story with us here on the podcast, please contact Linda Zapula or myself through Facebook Messenger or through our email, which is coaster at com. We'd love to have you on the show.
0: Yep, and if you want to be a supporter, just check under the episode notes because the links to become a supporter are there. Your turn. No, yep. and as a reminder, <laughs> sorry, I jumped, I, I, cut, my, I cut what oh, I was going to say. you missed part of it, okay. Yeah, and as a reminder,
1: right. we're not giving medical advice. We're just rather sharing our open and honest feelings and thoughts as we live with Lewy Body Dementia. So now for a shout out some, for, to some, now for a <laughs> shout out to some of our supporters.
0: I told you stop drinking before we start. I know,
1: right? it's, it's that dry mouth. Uh, I want to thank Tom and Dory Lawson, D. Kale, Vicky Sederberg, Matthew and Miriam Gracchi, and Melody Engel.
0: Good job. You need a drink. Yeah. Don't no no slurping like our guest was slurping before we <laughs> you know, we started and she said, "Can I?" Anyway, back in April 2021, it was season 2 episode 14, uh we had our guest Bonnie on and the title is Bonnie and Randy. And uh she shared with us her journey and Randy's journey with Louie and um sadly Randy passed away yesterday, and I called Bonnie yesterday, and we were talking for a while, and as a caregiver, I just, I just wanted to, like, keep asking her questions, and she was so open about the whole process, and I said, would you, would you want to come on and share, because people know your story from listening, and I just think it's going to help so many people, so... Welcome back to the podcast, Bonnie, and again, you know how sorry we are for your loss, but I'm going to tell everyone, you, I told you this yesterday on the phone, you are the strongest, amazing person I've ever met for what, how you handled this whole uh, journey with Randy, especially at the end. So do you want to share with us, um, I know eight weeks ago, your one son was down and you guys, with Randy, went to the movies and dinner, and then in those last weeks, he declines. So do, you, do you want to share with us the the story and the progression of what you saw in his decline?
2: Well, actually, it kind of started in May when our youngest son and his wife were down. Um, Randy must have been show timing. He... Uh, he wanted to be there and enjoy their company. And when they left a few days later, he kind of crashed and slept 24. Well, not 24, sorry, 20 hours a day for about three weeks. And he came out of it. And I thought, Oh, well, he's back. Uh, then our, oldest son came down in June and he was there from the 18th to the 23rd. Uh, we went to the movies to see Top Gun, the new one. We went out to dinner and our son, John just kept saying, mom, that's doing so good. Hmm. And I says, well, he's probably show timing, you know, and I still hate that term, Mm -hmm. Anyway, he, uh, he went back home and all of a sudden it's like Randy pretty much crashed again. I was told it's not sundowning because he was doing it from 10 o'clock at night till 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, I'm probably wrong, but I think they said something about it's end of life agitation or something like that, they called it, through hospice. Um, and they said that's, that's one of the symptoms that's mm. coming to the end. Uh, so after, after
0: Johnny left, it was immediate that he just started sleeping 20 hours a
2: day? No, he didn't. It was when Chad left, he slept 20 hours a day. Okay, okay. Johnny, <coughs> Johnny when he left... Excuse me. Um, It was probably about four or five days after. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't sleeping. He'd sleep in the daytime, but he wasn't sleeping at all at nighttime. Okay. And it was exhausting. Um, That's why I said I thought it was like sundowning because he would go from our bedroom back to the master bath. I'd have the doors closed, so he'd go to the door to open them, and he couldn't—he couldn't remember how to open the door to go in the other rooms. And then he—he turned, and he was like actually scratching on our walls. Hmm. And I asked him what he was doing, and he would just mumble. He couldn't—he couldn't talk in any sense. Well, he couldn't talk anymore. He was just mumbling. Um, then I heard him in the bathroom, and I went in to see what was going on in the bathroom, and he was pulling things out of the closets and I asked why he was doing it. And he said, he's there, we have to pack this. And I said, for what? And he's there because they're coming for us. Mm -hmm. And I said, nobody's coming. And he said, yes, they are. And you know, all of a sudden he pulls out a washcloth, looks at it. Nope. That's not the one throws it on the floor. Um. Anyway, I tried to convince him that nobody was coming, and he says, yes. And then he said, he whispered, they're in the other room. Mm-hmm. And I says, who's in the other room? He's there, they're in there. They're going through all of our personal stuff. Sorry, my voice is froggy.
0: Yeah, it's all right.
2: <clears throat> um, anyway, so they... um. I told him there's nobody in there. And then he says, they're not supposed to be here. Um, I ended up finally telling him, you know, when he kept saying, we, they're coming to pick us up. I need the paperwork. So we know where to meet them. And I says, nobody's picking us up. And he started getting more and more agitated. And finally I just said, I'm, They're not going to pick us up. They called. They canceled it. Mm. Yeah, that was Um, good. That seemed to work for a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and tried to convince him to get back in bed. And no sooner he would get back in bed, he would get back out of bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was pretty much an all-night thing. He would just get out and start walking around and touching everything. And um, How long did that
0: last? Like how long, how, was that a couple weeks?
2: Um, yeah, at that point, it was probably almost three weeks. Yeah. And is that what hospice told you was
1: a sign of end, of end of life? Okay. Yeah, one of them.
2: Yeah. So it's,
0: even though he was sleeping during the day and he was agitated at night.
2: Yeah. But he wasn't sleeping all day long. He was still, yeah. as I said, I'd still have to, you know, tell him to get in bed. But at least then I normally would have been awake. and. right. As I got to where it's like, I had to watch him 24 Mm seven,
0: um,
2: on the 29th, I, that night. Um, more, I should say that morning, it, it was really rough. And I called our son, John, and I just broke down. I said, I can't do this anymore. I says, I need help. So we contacted his boss and said that he needed to take an emergency you know, take off for an emergency. And he flew down that night and I says, wait until tomorrow to talk to dad um, unless I wake you up in the middle of the night that I need help. And he says, it's okay. And I says, yeah, because I says he might, you know, get overstimulated or whatever and not go back to sleep at all tonight. Well, in the middle of the night, I had to call our son and tell him to come back. I needed help. Um, And I was trying to get, I guess, Randy up off the toilet, and he was having a hard time getting up. And so when our son John appeared at the door, Randy just looked at him and smiled and said, hey. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, anyway, John helped him get up. Help me help him get up, and trying to get him into bed. And Johnny just said, "I said, let me show you how to do it." And he's your mom. Don't worry about it. I can, I can get him in the bed. So he tried to do that, and all of a sudden, Johnny's are like, "Ah!" And I'm there. Are you okay? He's there. I pulled something. I said, "Okay," <laughs> um, but we got him in the bed. And then afterwards, I said to Johnny. There's a reason I won the show, so that didn't happen. And he called our son the next day, our other son the next day, and he's there. Chad, I don't know how mom's been doing this. He's there. I helped her ten minutes, and I already threw my back out. And she's been doing this on and off for three months. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so tell and, me, tell me when, when and how was the hospice situation like? I'm not very, sure. I know the progression of when you actually called hospice
2: um it was pretty much the next day um no it was monday after because johnny had gotten here friday night so saturday and sunday he was experiencing everything that i had experienced and he just said he's your mom he's there you need to call the neurologist and tell her we need to get into hospice okay. so she yeah call them um and she did um and they called us back within a couple hours and they set somebody up to come out to the house and um do paperwork and the lady basically she says she's she's the nurse from admissions so she's there somebody would be calling us like the next day and um nurse came out the next day she uh went over like everything that they could do. And John just kept saying, we need to sedate him. It's like, my mom needs sleep. She has not had hardly any sleep in the last three weeks. And she says, we can't sedate him. And I said, why? And she's It's illegal in Florida. Um, but they can give you drugs to basically take care of it. Um, and she was saying she's there that we can give him morphine, and we use Haldol. And I just went, no. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know. Because we how many times have we said, don't do that?
2: Yeah. And I says, Troy says, I got to tell you, that makes me very, very nervous because I have not heard good stuff about that with Lewy Body Dementia patients. Other dementias can handle it, but that one, they, not all, they can't always handle it. And the nurse basically said, well, you know, that's all we can really do to help him. And I says, I remember reading. I don't know if you have posted at one point, Curry or somebody else, that they said, you know, in extreme measures, you can try Haldol.
1: That's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: End of life, Haldol is okay. Yeah. And she said to me, Bonnie, this is the extreme measures. Yeah. So... um, he was taking um, every other hour we had to give him Haldol 24/7 yeah and on the well and then every 4 hours we were giving him morphine i forget the pills that we had to crush up and put in mm. and then also the Haldol so it's like he had three drugs every 4 hours and Haldol every 2 hours
0: so it helped with calming yeah. his agitation, but it doesn't sound like it helped you with getting any sleep though. Right. If you um, had to do it every two hours. Well, yeah. the good thing is your son was there and I know you you guys yeah. took took turns.
2: Yeah. Um, it's like I fact I felt like I was getting more sleep then, even though I had to get up every two hours or every other hour, whichever the or every four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's at least I know I had a backup. Right. And pretty much once we started him on it, he was pretty much out. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, it's like we were just kind of having to check on him and give him his medications. But then it's like I could at least leave the bedroom in between and you know, go out and you know. Um, Johnny made basically everything to eat. I said we had to laugh. He had made this ginormous thing of Pasta salad. And we had pasta salad for breakfast, lunch, and dinner a couple of days.
0: You know what? When we get to this age, uh, I'm okay feeding Jim, and he's happy just getting food. You know, breakfast three day. You want cereal? Let's have cereal.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't <laughs> – that all goes out the window at a certain yeah. age where you don't even eat what yeah. you want when you want. We don't, you yeah. know.
2: And so, go
0: ahead. Go ahead.
2: No. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to ask um, – So I, I know you said that the, when the hospice people came out, it was overwhelming because it was like four hours of them trying to tell you everything. But yeah. the reason I bring that up is because they said to you, why did you wait so long?
2: Yes. Yeah. And I said, we didn't really think we needed them. Mm-hmm. And she said, Bonnie, she said, the day you got the diagnosis that he had Lewy body dementia was the day you could have came right into hospice been accepted yeah. in she's her it's a terminal disease and she's here lewy body dementia is actually the worst one out of all the dementias she says because of all the ups and downs you never know when it's going to change from minute to minute yeah um
0: yeah so. and, and it's that wait we, we have somebody a hospice nurse gonna come on i guess it would be the second week it'll air in september which is crazy. September's only a couple weeks away. Um, and I, I spoke to her last night. I was telling Bonnie before we got on, I spoke to her last night and she was saying things. I'm like, that's what Bonnie said that they told her. That's what Bonnie said. And before we started, I said to Curry, you need to call. And I'm going to be calling. Yeah. I
2: said, everybody should call. I even, I asked our, I was going to say, I asked our primary care physician, um, when I said that when we finally got hospice in, they asked why we waited too long. And I says I didn't think we needed it yet. Mm-hmm. And then I started crying. And I said to the doctor, I says, how was I supposed to know we could get it? Nobody ever told us.
0: Right. And that's why just talking with you yesterday, I know you could tell it by my questions. I'm like, I just wanted to know more and more, like, I think you sharing your story is going to prepare so many people so that, because when you wait to the last hospice has a bed wrap, like even, you know, in all, all of our minds, we have hospice is only there because you're going to be dying in the next week or so. Yes.
2: Well, in this case it was, but.
0: Yeah, right. But that means you waited uh-huh. too long. Right. Because right. the lady I spoke to last night said that, um, when you wait that long, it's hard for them. Like they want to be involved in your life before they really need it so that they're involved in your life and they know yeah. the situation and,
2: um, and scheduling. Yeah. You know, it's like all of a sudden they have to put something on that somebody on the schedule. And it's like, they have all these other people. Now they got to juggle everybody to, right. to get you on the schedule. And, and first, week, first week was rough. Yeah, yeah, and
0: yeah I, I know you were telling me through it. And I, I know there's somebody in our support groups whose husband's been on hospice since last October. So it's not, you know, it, it doesn't mean you're dying. It just means that not only are you the person with the disease getting more help, but
2: the caregiver, caregiver. gets yeah. more help. Yeah, and she had said that when they got her husband on it, it was for comfort care.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so. So you want to share with us all the things that hospice was able to do with you, even though it, Randy, I guess it was two weeks ago, he really took the big turn when, yeah. when hospice was called. And then you, it was just a matter of keeping them comfortable. Yeah. Oh, Curry's got his pen up. He wants to ask a question. Go ahead. I was going to tell you. Where's your pen?
1: Yeah, I've got a question, Bonnie. Uh, Was hospice able to give you
2: anything uh, like Valium or anything like that to help you? They, I don't have the medication anymore because they took it. Um, Um, but they were able to give you something. Oh, they gave you all the medication. Good yeah. mm-hmm. In fact, the the neurologist, um, she had ordered the one medication. It might have been like the Halgol. I don't remember. Um, and because, oh, wait, hold it. Um, uh, wait. Oh, crap. I can't You're, think of that's it. That's all right. You don't have to know the name. But they, one of them that ends in the PAM, Oh, okay. like the clazepam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then there was, I guess, an o lanzapam or something like that it was
0: but that was for you they did yeah, it
2: but that i mean was, no that was for him okay but what,
0: but,
1: I'm, what i'm asking yeah. is were they able to give you something
2: oh uh, um well i didn't i didn't even go there oh, <laughs> I, okay. yeah i don't know if they could have or they couldn't okay. i just know that when the neurologist ordered this medication we got a uh call from the pharmacy say that um, they can't give it to us without the doctor's permission. And it's like, well, she's the one that called it in mm-hmm. and they said, um, but you called the other one in like two days before that. And it's like, yeah, but that one didn't work. Well, then they told me I had to return the first bunch of pills. Um, and when I told hospice, then they says, don't even worry about them. Cause we're getting you the medication. Yeah. So and what all,
0: what all did they Let's start with you. What all did they help you, the caregiver, with? And then, well, you can share what they did to help Randy besides keeping them comfortable. So what did they offer you as the
2: caregiver? Well, in the beginning, not a lot. Again, because I wasn't in the system. And the the nurse that we were supposed to have um, that came out and did the interviewing and, you know, for the four hours, she was going on vacation the next morning. So she had mm. a fill so they had told us 24 um, seven, you know, if we have any questions, any problems, anything we call and we did, and it was mostly in the middle of the night. Um, so they had somebody from triage come over. Um, but when I called the, the nurse that was filling in and I talked to her in the daytime, she just, you know, I kind of, I know it's like in the South, they say Miss Bonnie and <laughs> the way she said it, like. Well, hello, Miss
0: Bonnie.
2: <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm getting like a little sarcasm there. Um, but I had said, I was told there is going to be a whole team of people coming in and out that we'll get to know everybody, you know, and I and then she's there. Well, you don't get that. You only have a nurse come in once a week. Um and if you need any aids, you have to request that. But the nurse won't come in anymore unless it's um they go from transitioning to actively dying. Mm-hmm. And when I told the nurse we were supposed to have she's there. He was actively dying. She's there. I had it on his chart. Yeah. And she's there. apparently she didn't look.
0: Yeah, but uh, this is the, the reason that I wanted you to come on is because clearly they were in their defense they were behind the apple trying mm-hmm. to like catch up with everything and yeah and that's why uh, it's important that
2: once any, they did so yeah right yeah that's and, what i said they had a chaplain come over they had a uh, um, social worker come over mm-hmm. um they had an aide come and bathe him and uh, the nurse had just come back that day when the I, the second aid, I guess, had been there to bathe him. And he had asked me before she got there, how often would you like me to, you know, or how often would you like us to come in to bathe him? And I says, well, I don't know. What are my options? And he there, some people go every day. Some people say three times a week is fine. And I says, probably three times a week. And that's when the nurse went and said, uh-uh, I already have you down in the books for every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but what did they offer you specifically? Besides, well, a they chaplain? told me
2: they told me that they could have given me respite care that I could get. I think she said four. It was either four or five days. And I says, "Well, how often is that?" She's actually, it's every few months you can get it, which surprised me. Well, they couldn't offer me anything because we didn't have that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But if we would have, if we would have called them earlier you know, I, you know, like the other lady with her husband that had it since October, I would have been able to get, you know, respite care and get away. And mm-hmm. they said that they would actually take him over to the hospice home. If there were any, any beds available, if not, they would take him to like the local, like, um, um, nursing home places or assisted living. That's what
0: or even I the, the lady that was coming on, she said even, uh, there's wings in the hospital too for
2: yes. They rest, had that. Respite. Yeah. They had that when we were in Pennsylvania, but down here they do have a hospice home, but they didn't say anything about, you know, um, the hospice. I mean, the hospital is down here, so it might be different areas that you're at. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like, she just said, she's there, you know, Ruth could have gotten help a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but they, you know, they're in control of your meds. So you don't even have to worry about that um, except to give them their meds um, because there isn't somebody there, all, you know, every other hour to, you know, give the meds. Right. But um, yeah, that's why I said it's like they had, you know, they had people coming when she got back. The ball got rolling. Right. Oh, so,
0: yeah. And that's. That's that's why yesterday, I, I'm sure you heard in my questions. I'm like, just tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, because I don't want to be like,
2: we're yeah, we you don't want to be, be stuck.
0: Yeah, and and
2: yeah,
0: and and we talked about um, how you were able, how you were able to be so strong and do what you did. Like just the things you thought about um, that you were sharing with that I would not even think to think about that. Sorry, my brain is like, I've got like all these questions and I'm trying to like, just one, 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 ask one. Because <laughs> I want to know, I want to know everything. But I think w- one thing we talked about was I said, when when you went through that last week with Randy and especially the last couple of days, I said, was it like a mother who knew their child needed something or was in trouble that you just, that super mom kind of, you said it was adrenaline, but that yeah. something happens that just puts you in this other, like, I don't know, it's...
2: Caregiver part. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you just do it. I guess it's like, to me, Linda, it's like, I've loved Randy forever. Mm-hmm. So I just want to keep him comfortable as possible. Yeah. And um, while
0: well, you guys have been together since you were 13? <laughs> yeah. Since... 13, right?
2: Don't tell my mom that. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> I was going to say.
2: He was, uh, I was 13. He was 16. Back then, back then, it wasn't a big deal. Now it's like, you know, he'd probably be in jail.
0: Yeah. Well, my dad yeah. was 21 and my mom was 15. Okay. Figured that out. But that's yeah. a whole other story where he raised her the rest of the way he wanted her to be. And blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 <laughs> blah.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Has her mom just signed something saying "Okay, marry her way"? You know, Hmm. but that's it's different nowadays. But we won't tell anyone. So everybody listening, don't tell anyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't.
2: (laughs) Well, you can't Um, tell my mom anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably uh, hanging with her right now.
0: Yeah, but you don't think she knew? Come on, she knew.
2: Well, she didn't know right away.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: But it's like a friend of hers kind of saw me up at the corners where they had a phone booth and every day, you know, Why are you doing up in the phone booth every day? <laughs> you know, it's like, how come she's not at home using the phone?
0: And to our young listeners, a phone yeah. booth is where you used to go to make phone calls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right. Like you had to
0: put a dime in and like uh-huh. <laughs> you only had like three minutes of call. And yeah, well, wow, that's where we're dating ourselves. Yeah. That's all well, right, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dating you.
2: I'm already dated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's ha- I'm happy to hear you, you laugh, because I know it hasn't been a rough couple weeks. Okay, that's where we're we're going to end this week, uh, our talk with Bonnie, and we'll pick up next week as she shares more uh, details on her experience as she, as she uh, dealt with... And used hospice to help her through um, the last days of her her loved one, Randy.